8.30. We hear it live on the telephone with R.W. Estella with a worded edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. The brief showers we received over this past weekend and the quarter inch or so of rain expected today here in down east Maine will help to allay some of the fears around these parts that the drought of 2016 will lead to the sorts of forest fires and wildfires that have typically accompanied droughts in previous years. But we are still way shy of the amount of precipitation we should be having to maintain the health of Maine's abundant vegetation. Because of their size and fragility, plants are the first to show their thirst, wilting and drooping and generally not developing when the supply of water is inadequate. Trees, however, while not as quick to reveal stress, will eventually also let us know that they are thirsty and having a hard time with the lack of rainfall. This past Saturday morning, after basking the night before in the gorgeous glow of this year's harvest moon, I was touring the University of Maine campus in Orono with a licensed state of Maine arborist who showed our small group how to read the environmental effects a tree must somehow cope with to stay alive. For urban trees, many of those summertime environmental effects are man-made, such as the heat the thermal mass radiates, a parking lot or a sidewalk or the exterior wall of a brick building, for example. An urban tree has to also deal with the stuff we humans around here throw at it in the wintertime, such as salt and lead running off from roads and the compaction of the soil around trees that results from mounds of plowed snow that has been shoved into positions that surround the tree. Early on in their recently published The Body Language of Trees, an encyclopedia of visual tree assessment, authors Klaus Matek, Kallus Bertke, and Karl-Heinz Weber addressed an essential difference between humans and trees. Quote, when we are threatened with an injury to our body, we escape this fate by either running away or defending ourselves. A tree is unable to run away. Creation condemned it to an existence of a patient. Consequently, it must also be a faith healer in order to survive. In a recent study done for the ISA, or International Society of Arborists, researchers found that less than 30% of developers and home builders are at all concerned about maintaining an existing urban forest when doing the initial site work for a new building. And a survey done of urban centers throughout the United States shows similar percentages in terms of having knowledgeable staff who are able to maximize the potential of a healthy urban forest for their particular town, city, or metropolitan area. These are curious numbers. The fact that more than three-fourths of the parties who might be responsible for the maintaining of healthy urban forests are not really doing an adequate job. This is especially pertinent and interesting this time of year when we consider how many of us say we enjoy the fall colors that will soon be a part of our changing landscape this month into next. Meanwhile, my girlfriend and I are looking forward to our burgeoning corn and squash and pumpkins and the forthcoming harvest thereof. Tassels on the corn and bright yellow flowers on the squash and pumpkins are leading to produce that has for several years become our great joy in September and October, owing to our tardiness in planting, waiting until late June to get seed into the ground. Until our next A Word in Edgewise from Orono, Maine, 
Here's to wishing you all a great week.